This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the Wonder Woman in our midst. Wondering Woman on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora and welcome to our next episode of Wondering Woman. I am Amy Armstrong, your host today, and I have with me uh, Lose Viatupu from Tonga and now living in New Zealand. Maloalele Lose. Maloalele. Good, good to have you here with us and um, thanks for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Oh. This is this is a first for me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, how are you feeling? You feeling nervous? You feeling relaxed? A little bit nervous, but yeah. you know, should be all good. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking okay. you're looking pretty chill. <laughs> um, I never ask people that at the beginning of the show, but they always usually say before we start recording. So, um, good on you. Um, so yeah. Lose is the first um, new guest for 2022. Last episode, um, Kahu, Lene, and I as hosts sort of caught up and talked about what we wanted to focus on this year and how the show was for us. And so thanks for being our first new guest for 2022. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I know Rose um, as a student at Otago, and she, uh, she was in a choir um, with me at, at Holy Name Church. Um, and yeah, I've just known Rose for a long time, and she's she's a very good woman with a beautiful voice. I won't get you to sing today, but she does have a beautiful <laughs> voice. And I might call you Rose, so I introduced her as Lose, but... Another name she has is Rose, so I might interchange those names. I'll try not to confuse people too much. (laughs) But does so tell us your full name. So my full name is Fisi Ilose Dolora Vietupu. Oh, that sounds beautiful when you say it. And so Rose, is that the meaning of Fisi Ilose or is that just a nickname that's happened? Oh, yeah. So Fisilose literally means rosebud. So before oh. a rose is like bloom, it's literally the bud. But Lose means rose in Tongan. Oh, yeah. So cool. And it even sounds more beautiful. Lose. It's a it's a beautiful word, and it even more yeah. beautiful than the English version rose. So I'll try and <laughs> I'll try and get better at using that. <laughs> That's all right. So Rose um, initially studied neuroscience at Otago and then did a post-grad year and is now back doing pharmacy, but um, nearly completed, haven't you? Yes, this is my final year. Wow. (laughs) You you feeling good about that? Feeling good, but also nervous to go out into the world. You know, I've been studying for eight years and working at the same time, but it will be different to work, just work. Mm. Yeah. I know it's both lifestyles have their advantages. Um, 
the student lifestyle is good in a lot of ways, but you do get to a point where you're ready for a bit more routine and, yeah. and money probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So can you tell us a bit about your journey? So you were born in Tonga, is that right? Yes. So I was born in Tonga in 1997. And then... Oh, you're so young. It's lovely. <laughs> Almost 25. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I did my whole schooling in primary and kindergarten in Tonga. And then 2010, I moved here to New Zealand with my family. Mm-hmm. And we've been here ever since. Hmm. So did you move? To where in New Zealand did you move to? We moved to Auckland, West Auckland. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how was that transition? Was it? quite a hard transition to make or did you feel like um, the cultures were quite different? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing was the culture because back in back in Tonga, you have to wear your hair a certain way to school and um, you don't, you had to you interact with your neighbors and everything. But coming here, you could wear your hair however you wanted. And you have to be careful a little bit interacting with your neighbors just mm. just in case they, you know, don't really want to interact with you. Yeah. Um, but I think because I kind of knew how to speak English in Tonga, mm-hmm. coming here, schooling wasn't such a shock for me other than going to an all-girls school because back in Tonga I went to a co-ed Catholic school. Mm. So... Going to an all-girls school was definitely hard, but it it was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. what made it harder um, being an all-girls school? Oh wow! Growing up, man, I've always had trouble making friends with girls because there's yeah, I was bullied <laughs> growing up. Oh no. From, yeah, from kindergarten up to primary school, it's just petty things. But all the girls will just hate me for like different reasons. I never even asked asked any of them. But that was my whole childhood. It was pretty much bullying. So I was I was always friends with boys because they would always have my back. Wow. Um, and I was not very close to girls. So coming here, going to an all girls school, I was like, oh no. I'm going to have to try and find some someone to be friends with. Otherwise, you know, school is going to be a whole different. It's, it's going to be real different. Yeah. Gosh. And so did, did the bullying stop in New Zealand when you arrived? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> when I came, um, they, most of the girls thought, oh, She's just fresh from the island. She doesn't know how to speak English. You know, she can't understand us. So they would say stuff behind my back and I could actually hear and understand them. Mm-hmm. And um, so in our school, our brother's school is just across the road. Mm-hmm. So they would, we would interact here and there, but nothing much. And so they would, the same problem would come up thinking, oh, is just taking all the boys. Oh, look, she's talking to all the boys, and the boys are talking to her. Uh, and, yeah. and 
I used to say, oh, don't hate me. If you like them, you can go talk to them about that. Mm. <laughs> I can't control how they feel. But it was the same problem from primary school, half of high school in Tonga, and then I came and finished the last four years here. So it was the same stuff. Even coming to university, it's it was still the same thing. Really? Gosh. Yeah. Which I never understood. I never understood why. Yeah. Mm. Well, it makes me so sad. And, you know, you also know Kylie, who I interviewed a few yeah. um, months ago now, probably. But and the same thing. I had no idea about that part of her story before we did the radio show. And it, it just makes me think it's it's a more common experience than we realize because naturally people don't talk about it because it's hard and you don't know what to do and it's shameful and scary and but I think it must happen a lot more than we realize. I sadly. think it does. Yeah, sadly. That's yeah. sad. And so how did you cope? Like, did, did you, did, did it affect your self-esteem? Did you, did you have ways to build yourself up or did it just, um, yeah. How did you find your way through this? I think, I think it made me stronger and it made me more independent. Mm. Like I, I would now I'm like, oh, I can do this all by myself. I can do that by myself. I don't need, you know, help. I can do this by myself. But growing up, it was really, really hard to go to school and be able to speak without looking at at least 30 other girls just like, oh, nah, look at her, she's speaking again. Oh my gosh, she's talking again. Her ideas are irrelevant or on oh, that look she's coming back to school yeah just Gosh. it was hard growing up coming into New Zealand I thought it'd be different because mm. I don't know anyone but it, it was still the same thing um yeah but I think I just became more independent and try to do things by myself hmm. yeah and did your family have any idea or did you just keep it to yourself um, I kept it to myself in primary, and then when I went to high school in Donga, um, we moved villages. So we moved from the town area to um, my dad's family back in around the um, where the farms and stuff are. Um, so, so that was that. I thought that be that changed some things. It was still the same. So the people, the girls and the women in that village also treated me the same. So I would um, I would try to hide it. But one time I got injured. Oh, my gosh. From one as a time, result of the bullying. Yes, I got injured once. And I came home and I tried my best to stop the tears and just walk in the house and just sit Aww. there because my mom was right there. And said, no, if she sees this, she's going to do something. And no. So I walked in, I just sat down, and immediately she looked at me and she was like, Are you crying? And I was like, Oh, no. And I just started crying and crying. And then she was like, Tell me. So then I had to show the the injury. So so that was one part they they, they knew about. Wow. Mum's yeah. always no way if something's not quite right, she could sense it. Yes, oh. yeah, it was. Um, yeah. It's 
It's ironic because um, you know this show is called Wondering Women, and it's mm. it's a it's a show to just learn women's stories and support women and and hear about what they're doing to inspire other women and um and but you know girls and and women can be hardest on other women, can't they? Like it's yeah. it's sort of an ironic thing that um yeah it makes me really sad, but. There's, do you know Madeline Albright? Uh, she has yep. a quote. She has a quote that there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. Oh, <laughs> I like <laughs> that. I think yeah. It came out um, when Clinton was Hillary Clinton was um, yeah. running for U.S. president. But you know, I I think it's so important that um, you know it's it's hard enough for women out there and we really need to support each other and what we're doing and um, lift each other up and not be jealous. And because and yeah. a lot of time it is jealousy, isn't it? Like it is. I'm, I'm no psychologist or expert in, in, in bullying, but like when you said you didn't understand what it was about mm. and I like that you didn't ask because actually <laughs> it's nothing to do with you when the, yeah. it's, it's all about the, the person doing the bullying that, has a fear or a jealousy or a, or an ignorance that um, mm. so it usually is nothing to do with the person being bullied, but of course they don't always see that. Yeah. But it seems like you had a sense of that, which maybe helped you through. With yeah, that. it did. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my whole, like growing up, it was just, I had to compete with, every other girl, every other woman, hmm. because I just never knew if you were going to be my friend for real or you were just hmm. needing something from me, that you were being close to me or anything else. But I always thought, oh, no, I, I have to have my stand. Like, I have to be have my own person so that I don't have to um, – be, I don't have to feel so let down. Yeah. When it, when I find out, oh no, they were just using me, or they just, you know, they just don't like me. Yeah, and it, it's hard. Like it's, it would be hard to trust people if you feel like you always have to be on your guard. Why are they being nice to me? What what do they want? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Oh, that is gosh. that is exactly my thought every single time I try to make friends. It's always like. Oh no! Oh no! Are they gonna hate me? Or do they just want to be friends because, <laughs> you know, they want something? Or yeah, I have a real issue with trust. That's that's. I think that's a consequence of being bullied for so long. Yeah, understandable. Like yeah, yeah. I, and um, and it's just so hard for me to believe because I know both you and Kylie and what amazing women you are and how capable and and um. And I, I just think, how did I, how did I never know this, or how could anyone even think of bullying these beautiful? I'm <laughs> sure you are as beautiful girls as you are young women. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just, it's mind-boggling. And actually, um, just yesterday, I don't know if you heard the news about a local high school where some young girls were wearing hijabs and um, mm -hmm. that was was pulled off them and uh, wow. there was some actual hitting and kicking and, and 
of course we don't know the whole story, but I just, I just get so sad and upset when, um, yeah, stuff like this happens and, uh, it's senseless. And I know at the moment things, people are stressed and things, you know, people are acting out in ways because resilience is low, but there's no excuse. And yeah, no excuse. And I think, I think it is good to talk about it a bit. At least for me, it's heightened my awareness of how much it happens and how much we have to look out for it and and mm. look out for people who might be experiencing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I just I just had to say, Amy, like you back in 2015, that was that was my first year in uni. And I had carried the thing from high school of like, oh no, I have to make friends, but you have to choose what kind of friends and you always be aware of girls. So that's mm -hmm. why um, after first semester, I really felt alone and it was really hard for me to like cope with no one that I could truly trust. Um, so that's mm -hmm. when I started coming to choir an hour early every Sunday in the second semester. And then when you came up and you said, you look musical to me. What's your name? And I was like, ah, oh, Rose. Like, do you want to join the choir? And I was like, ah. Oh. And like, come on, come on, come on, join the choir. And that's when it started. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I met all the lovely people in the choir. And so, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for oh. inviting me to the choir. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And you never, like, you just actually, I feel like you just told me that story in the last couple of years. And, you just know, have no idea what people are going through, eh? And it just goes to show you that kindness and inclusion. I mean, to be fair, I just wanted another singer in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> and you did look lovely. So I did have some motivation, but um, it was a bit probably stereotyped. Like, you know, Pacific Islanders often have beautiful voices. <laughs> and it turned out to be true. But no, all kidding aside, I think those small acts of kindness and inclusion, like you just, I, you know, I had no idea what, um, you didn't look lonely to me or, you yeah. know, I just, I just naturally thought, huh, maybe she's here. Maybe she's too shy to join us. And yeah. Because a lot of people say no to me when I ask when I used to ask them that. Oh yeah. But I'm glad you said yes. Oh. So um gosh, I didn't expect the conversation to take that turn, but thanks for sharing um yeah, that vulnerable part of your life and and hopefully others can, you know, hear the story and not feel so alone and be inspired by some of the ways you've dealt with it. But um, maybe we can talk a bit about your um, your university journey now. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of, so you you started with neuroscience. Yes, I came out of high school. I didn't really know what I was wanting to do, so I decided I really like the brain. I want to know how it works. Maybe someday I'll be a surgeon. So then I decided to do neuroscience. Oh, wow. So after I finished neuroscience, I thought, um, that's three years, what to do now? So then I decided to do a postgrad in health science um, to do with human nutrition and pain management oh, yeah. for, cool. for a year. And then after that, I thought, oh, 
what to do now? <laughs> do I want to go be a doctor or do I just want to take something that's shorter but still, you know, guarantee me a job, a career? So I decided, oh, I can do pharmacy. That's only three more years and then I can go work. And if I still want to get into medicine and study to be a doctor, there's always time in the future. Oh, wow. Cool. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to hear people's stories because um, like in life, you never know where it's going to lead you. And you might think, um, well, I'm on this path and this is where I'm going to end up, but then something will happen and you might change tech. So, but your story, it sounds like you're just quite open to whatever, whatever yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But obviously you like science and medical and yes. Yeah. That part I like, but I, now ever since I started working as a, as an RA, I've developed a strong sense of wanting to be in management and, Oh yeah, that that side of things. So I I don't know what's gonna happen, but that has been my interest for the last three years or so. Is that how long you've been in RA? Yeah, I've been in RA for three and a half years, going on four now. Wow, it's a great. Um, I wasn't in RA at uni, but I think it's a great experience, isn't it? Like you, you mm -hmm. must learn so much. Like as you said about management, about dealing with people and yeah. obviously with your background of experience of being bullied, did that make you more hypersensitive to what might be going on in the halls or were you consciously looking out for that sort of stuff or? Yeah, I think I'm more aware of um, the signs of um, what it, bullying could look like in the, mm. in the college, but it's also made me, strong enough to deal with it mm. yeah wow you're amazing like even more amazing than I knew and I knew you were amazing <laughs> oh, cool so you're gonna finish pharmacy and um probably do your internship year whatever it's called now yes. yeah and will you Still do can. that do you know where you'll do that yet or does that depend on where you you get one uh, I think I want to do it down in Dunedin because my younger siblings are wanting to come down to study at Otago. So it would be good to have someone here who's older. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if they decide not to come down, then I'll probably try Auckland as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope they come down and you stay in Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. And, um, I just wanted to talk to you a bit about Tonga before our time's up here and, and hear about how things are going. Do you, I imagine you still have family back home who experienced that volcanic eruption and tsunami and, and um, yeah, how, how are things going back in Tonga these days? Oh, I think the, the volcanic eruption is a distant memory now, considering we, we have, I think it's 141 COVID cases now. Okay. Yeah, but the help and stuff are still being sent from overseas and they still need a lot of help. Some people are still without um, houses and are still living with families. 
my family were very, very lucky to be in the situation they were in. Um, my granddad and my uncles live in one of the islands of Donga. And the, the island is a, it looks like a mountain. <laughs> so they were very mm. high up, so it was good. Okay. Um, but yeah, but my other family went on the main island, but they, they took caution of the whole thing and went away um, first before they got hit. Wow. So, and ha- did they have, I know for a long time, it must've been scary. You didn't have access to internet and communications and so nobody knew what was really happening over there when it first hit, did they? Yeah, it was very, very scary. And we, we also have, um, families here or like students who came from Tonga to study here. So it was really hard for them to not hear anything from their families. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Well, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad I know there's been a lot of aid coming from New Zealand and Australia and um, I'm glad people were really, you know, quick to help and get fresh water over there once they could land. I think they had to sweep the landing strip from <laughs> yes, the a- ash and everything. Like, yeah. I think there's a photo go around of the piles of ashes in, at the airport. Instead of instead of snow banking up its volcanic (laughs) ash, Ash, wow, yeah, amazing. Um, oh wow. Well, thanks for sharing everything you have with us today, Rose. Um, Lose, and uh, we so we decided in our last um, wondering women episode with our three hosts that we'd come up with a new question, a new final question that we ask every single guest, the same question. And we decided this year, I hope I'm remembering it right, but we wanted to ask women what they do to, um, what's a practice that, that you do that refreshes yourself or, or um, brings you back to yourself or, um, yeah, something you do to bring up your energy when you're not feeling at your best. Oh, yeah. For me, I just do the things that I love doing. Growing up, you know, I've had you know such a terrible, you know, up, you know, come growing up. Um, so I, this is just something I've done ever since I um, could remember. It was just doing the stuff that I love. So I love to sing. Mm. <laughs> I love to um, play the guitar, read, watch movies. Um, I also learned sewing from my mom, so now I just do my sew my own clothes and sew clothes wow. for my for other people just to take my mind off stuff. Um, I also like gardening. My dad has put me onto that. Yeah. Um, growing up, we'd go to the farm a lot, so that took my mind off a large junk of stuff that I had to deal with. And then coming here, gardening was another form of release. Yeah. yeah and yeah just I, I really like being alone I think I don't know if I think it is a consequence of being you know bullied mm. I think everyone needs to understand that you know being bullied can have long-lasting consequences such as yeah you know and I'm like an example of I don't really like socializing I don't really like going to 
events unless mm. I have an uh, unless I have a role to play in that event. Um, I like to keep to myself, but I am trying. So doing the stuff that I love is helping me get out more and try to make friends. Cool. That's awesome. Like, yeah, we all need those practices, eh, that just bring us back to ourselves and, um, yeah, fill our fill our cups, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, and that singing, wow, I tell you. Are you still in the choir? Yes, I'm still in the choir. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Oh, well, thanks so much again, Lose. It's been really great to hear your story and to um, learn a bit more about your <laughs> your amazing self. So, um, and thanks to all our listeners for tuning in to hear about Lose's story and uh, tune in in two weeks' time for our next episode of Wondering Women. Kakiteano. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.